Hello and welcome to episode, is it 27? I guess so, yeah. 27, because 26 was canceled. We'll, we'll talk about that. Of a little more free, I'm Larkin. I'm Katie. And we totally did that wrong. It's good. We can yeah. do it however we want. Yeah, we really today, can. Today, we are doing it all different. Oh my gosh, yeah. is the day after the Pisces full moon and like many many things in my life that evening did not go as planned (laughs) yeah and the crud that had been building inside of my throat lodged itself even more deeply in my throat last night unfortunately so I don't know how long I'm gonna last do I sound weird or is that just inside me you sound okay Oh, okay. Because in my own, whatever that is, <laughs> my own skull and, and uh, ears, I sound like maybe like an old grizzled phone sex operator that smoked way too many cigarettes. And uh, <laughs> I'm not, it's not that bad yet. But like when I was in high school, once a year, I would lose my voice and it would start out like this and then it would get progressively worse. Wow. Um. <laughs> Until I just couldn't speak, which like for me with what I'm doing right now is not a good thing to not be able to speak. So I'm hoping that I can. I've got my uh, turmeric, honey, lemon, hot water. I've got my throat spray. I've got my wellness formula. And we're going to like try to get through the crud. And and I, I don't have any crud, but all of a sudden I just felt so exhausted that I couldn't imagine sitting to record this podcast. So I have set up in my, on my bed. Yay! <laughs> I can sit on a mattress with lots of pillows and a cat on my lap. No, oh, Uzi. Some so days cute. you just need to coze. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I really do. You really do. I'm on a couch. So, so you have a good excuse for needing to decompress after the Pisces full moon, but I feel like I don't really understand why I'm so tired, but I really am. Yeah. And you know, it, it I, you know, Pisces loves to sort of get way extended out there. Mm. So I guess that makes sense. But Yeah. I'm I'm usually really tired around the full moon, to be honest. Like it usually wipes me out. And uh, that's why I try to preemptively have like my salt bath and all that, like a day or two before it to kind of prepare, cleanse energy and like move energy and prepare for the big energy of the full moon. And last night, instead of that, I got, I got kind of roped into this dice gambling game and having a little rye and, you know, it was, it was fun. But uh, wasn't what wasn't my full moon rituals of of your of normal of old normal? Yeah, yeah, more sort of classic Pisces, <laughs> Neptune. <laughs> yes, yeah, but Neptune was near the full moon for anyone who doesn't get the context of Well, yes, I mean, I I love that you know sort of fun 
escapist energy. Yes. It's hanging it out on the edge. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Then you usually pay. Yes. Okay. I'm paying. Like I'm paying not only that, but I got this friggin' uh, crack in the bottom of my foot. Oh, I know. That's like, it hurts. I don't know. It's a weird, like in the ball of my foot, it's just this like crack in the skin. I guess it's because my foot got too dry or I'm on my feet too much now or like something, but it's very unfortunate. And I will be going to CVS later to try to get things for it. I feel a little bit like I'm falling apart, but I know <laughs> that's just an illusion. <laughs> and the melting down the melting down happened for me on Thursday, sitting in my car, where I just needed to cry mm. and feel things and mm. acknowledge that, you know, all these big changes in my life recently have all been really amazing. But it is like closing a lot of doors that were previously opened and, you know, that that decisive moment is it has energy has exhilaration around it has fun newness like oh wow now I'm doing this and then you kind of then it starts to happen and you're like okay now I'm doing this all the time every day and it's way more than I thought and like all these people are leaving and now Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of hiring people too and it's just like right you know, I worked 14 hours on Friday. Yeah. It was fun. Luckily, it was right when Mars was conjuncting my Mars, like, to mm. the degree. When I'm at, I think my my Mars is, I think, is, is it. like, really picking up on the mic. He's, like, scratching and. Oh, my gosh. I can't hear him at all. You can't hear him at all. Oh. Okay, good. But he's, like, going to town on the microphone. He, he's like he's like scratching his ear he's he's calmed down now that's cute oh, Uzi. hey but yeah i think my mars is at zero degrees libra right anyway you don't need to memorize my chart i don't know but <clears throat> mars went into libra and i looked in my little time passages app and it was like for this week, you will have exorbitant amount of energy. And I was like, thank God, because I need it this week, because this was the week of going to ride the BDR and camp. And then I had to come back and work for 14 hours. And it was the first day that the mask mandates were back for restaurants. Oh. I wore a mask for 14 hours. Oh and my next God. afternoon is when I started feeling like I was getting sick. Yeah. The irony of that. Although I have heard this, what kind of mask was it? It was just a cloth. It was like a black cloth. So cloth mask. I can't wear those KN95. Like those are, I'll wear those when I, I think those are going to be found to cause cancer, but those are, I can hardly breathe through them. Well, not only that, but like that material after one use, I think it becomes toxic. I think we're going to find out that that stuff is not good. Oh, to boy. have on your skin all the time without changing it out. Well, I don't, I don't think it's good to wear a mask for 14 hours. I think <laughs> it, it made me like breathe my own sick breath or whatever, uh-huh. you know? Right. It, and then I started feeling the crud. Mm. I know masks 
you know, are important to help, but like, I don't know. There's just so much we still don't know about any of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. You could also look at the stress, the lack of sleep, the, you know, yeah. all the work, the more stress, the lack of sleep, the, the more work, you know, the riding motorcycle, <laughs> riding motorcycles, camping outside, you know, being, and it might also be allergies. I don't know. I get spring allergies. Um, the being outside for three straight days. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel in the crud. Anyway, your, your life is, or I feel like what you're saying is it just got real. Like after the excitement and the exhilaration. Yes. It it got really real, real really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And it got real in a way that probably isn't was in stark contrast to your old hopes and dreams from that former life, which hadn't actually maybe fully manifested, but like the hopes and the aspirations connected to that life were very different than this. Yeah. You know, this one has more of a theme of like putting in like mad hours of work. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Which I'm, I'm here for. I'm being called to this and I'm, I'm showing up for it as, you know, wholeheartedly as I can. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me when I'm physically not feeling well. Right. Um, and there are limits. There are limits. There are. And you're going to have to like, limits. you know, set your limits because, or you're finding them. You're yes. discovering them. Yeah. 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 And so then on top of it, you're, you're, your recharge and renewal ritual intent went and became sideways like drinking and gambling <laughs> sideways but it's so fun have you played that game CeeLo no it's so fun you just roll, <laughs> throw your blinds down and then you like I'll roll the dice it's just like really easy to lose money <laughs> I'm really bad at it like really i won a few rounds but you drink along with losing bets and stuff no it's not it's not a drinking game just sipping on a little rye you know rye to help my throat right right yeah 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 so like i feel like the the pisces full moon like sort of to sort of get back to (laughs) yeah how was your experience of it well, you know, I really noticed that the first half of the moon cycle, which began with the Virgo new moon, yeah, um, but actually even going back further into August with the Venus um, fourth gate in Virgo, like Virgo has just been really alive for me and very mm-hmm. like present, you know, yeah. I've been really in Virgo, even when v- Venus moved on into Libra, you know, then we had the Virgo new moon and I just felt like that, you know, the realization that these moon cycles, you know, the moon may change signs from day to day and stuff, but there's, there's a hole, Mm -hmm. there's like a sort of an archetypal hole. And so the first half of it, I still felt that sort of these Virgo themes just percolating around in my life. Yeah. And, you know, um, and then now, on the the full moon was in Pisces it was conjunct Neptune you know everyone we were sort of speculating that it was going to be very Piscean full moon 
you know, you had a direct experience of that. My experience was more creative, Mm. you know, like I, we've been working on the planner, which is, you know, starts tomorrow when the sun goes into um, Libra. Yeah. But I spent yesterday, all all of a sudden at the last minute yesterday morning, I decided I'm going to do the printable PDF version of the planner. And may I just say, of course you did. Of course you decided that. (laughs) So, so the theme of overextension played out for me in that. And okay, this cat is, he's really, he's, uh, what do you call it? He's not photo bombing. He's, he's mic bombing, studio bombing. (laughs) Does he think the mic is like a female cat or something? He's just leaning up against it. He's decided this is his spot. (laughs) anyway so like that was that played out for me and I'm sure that's part of the reason I'm tired today Um, yeah but I'm also really feeling the kind of these Neptunian themes of sort of like expansive inspiration you know it's like every other day since sort of leading up to the full moon and I'm kind of in it still now like feeling these like moments when like I like I'm overcome by emotion you know and like feeling that like you know connection to the to the unity and Mm. you know and it'll be like it will almost like be like being on a drug high yeah and then I'll come down and I'll have sort of a hard like uh you know whatever yeah yeah after unity, and then it's like back to re you know reality and 3d reality 3D reality yeah yeah Yeah. it is more challenging yeah and you know so that's been and then really since the we had those alignments of the the waxing gibbous moon with jupiter two nights in a row oh my god that was so beautiful that was wild Yeah. yeah yeah um I don't know. So that's, I don't know. And I feel like, oh, and then yesterday, I don't know if you noticed, but someone that we follow on Instagram um, published a um, mushroom, what was it called? What is it? Microdosing guide. Oh, cool. On Instagram. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I just felt like there's this theme of like, you know, psychedelics and stuff, just sort of like, around this full moon yes yeah <clears throat> including a conversation you and I had about anyway <laughs> save that one an offline conversation save uh, <laughs> yeah I don't yeah, know feeling like honestly I've been looking at the planner a lot lately like the past week or so being like what the f is going on today because a lot's going on for me you know internally and Mm -hmm. it's been good it's been great to have as a resource Mm -hmm. Um, and well do you feel complete about the full moon in Pisces yeah because I was going to move forward to the the Venus at the throat at the oh yeah that's like what the fuck like 
I'm so like, Venus, oh. Venus made its fifth conjunction with the crescent moon in the evening sky, which is seen as like retrieval of the fifth center of power and usually associated with the throat. Yeah. In the last degree of Libra, but then it's now moving through Scorpio for most of that gate. Just, yeah. you know, with that intensity. Yes. And my. And when did it move? It was the 11th? like the 10th, 11th, somewhere in there. Yeah. And I wonder if for me personally, so I have a long history with the throat chakra, starting with when I was a child and my mother told me I had a block there. <laughs> and, you know, it's that thing of like, well, was that then a self-fulfilling prophecy or was that, you know, real and quote unquote real? And I, I don't know, but I have, you know, <clears throat> I have had a hard time communicating, speaking up for myself, communicating my needs, all that. And like, that's not that uncommon for folks, you know, um, women, especially. Right. Right. But that is something I've had to work through and deal with. And like, especially in relationship, you know, um, and I'm finding myself currently like in this new relationship and, you know, being asked to please communicate more <laughs> preemptively, you know, mm. uh, about my needs and my boundaries and like all of that stuff. And it's great. I mean, it's been really good for me and and all of that. But I think too, like after the last one that was, there was a lot of trauma and I went into it very much in my power, very much like who, like my boundaries, I'm going to say what I need. Da, 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 da. And it went so far off the rails to the point where I was existing in a state where I was walking on eggshells all the time. I was, I was so never in the last relationship. Yes. Okay. Yeah which was two years, you know, over two years ago, but I feel like I've done a lot of healing from that, but there's still residual stuff, you know, especially when it's, when I'm stepping into this new partnership. Um, and just like, I, I need to acknowledge that and say, you know, acknowledge that like for, for, one to two years, you know, I'll say maybe like a year and a half because, you know, the first six months, of course, he was great or on, on good behavior or whatever, but a year and a half of like me trying to speak up for my needs and getting shut down or getting gaslit or getting, you know, like, mm -hmm. you, mean you pay for everything, like, or what do you mean you pay for more groceries than me? Like, no, you don't like I buy this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, but like, I feel like I'm paying for, you know, the Costco and like, I do most of the shopping and then I pay for it. And then when I ask you to reimburse me, like it's an issue. I mean, I stop. So like his whole deal with all of that is just so disgusting. I know that. And I know looking back, I know all that looking back anyway, it up here, but I also experienced yeah. it in my body and my existence and like, so to have someone that like sees me shutting down or getting overstimulated or whatever, and instead of 
you know, getting angry at me or annoyed at me is like, Hey, what's going on? Look at me. We need to talk. Like, are you okay? What do you need right now? Like, please tell me these things before you get to this point. It's just like, Oh, so wait, what does he have in Sag? Cause that, I think that's the Sag, the moon. So he's a master at that. That's great. Conjunct Mars. Oh, very empowered in that. Exactly where in the seventh house where my Chiron and Sun are conjunct. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you mean not conjunct, you have your Chiron and Sun are in Taurus. So they're not conjunct right. your, but they're like on the, you're saying they're, they're in the seventh the, house on the descendant angle. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which so they're quincunx. They're quincunx, my son and Chiron. Mm. Um, but anyway, you know, that's, and that's been a lot too. It's been amazing, but it's been like kind of out of the blue and kind of fast and, and lots of change again, changes and like, you know, I, I, I don't know that I would have acknowledged like that. I'm still holding this, you know, some trauma and, and stuff from the last one without one of his good friends, like reflecting that to me, mm-hmm. which has been cool to like mm-hmm. meet a lot of his good friends and see like, I though we've talked about it on here, but like the need for these good men and like the trauma that men have been through based on our society and its expectations of masculinity, mm. you know, and to now have this person and, and meet a lot of his people that are just such good men. Mm-hmm. You know? Like it's been really transformative. Mm. It's been great. And I feel like I mean, you know, like, and my mom, her favorite song to sing about me and my relationships is another one bites the dust. (laughs) Like that was my, my Chiron in the seventh house. Like I've been looking a long time for somebody and like, I've been with a lot of people and I don't think I've ever found someone who can, who could actually meet me, Mm -hmm. you know? And this person is able to meet me. And yet it's interesting that you've been having this like grieving coming up and this, the law, you know, mourning the loss of the, the old life. I think that I just think that's interesting. Well, what's been around is Maui, honestly, Mm. because there's always, you know, I, I kind of have known I'm not going to go back there in the same capacity that I was, I knew that when I was there, you know, Mm. I knew I was like, this is fleeting. Mm. I need to look at the ocean every time I drive to work, Mm. you know, all of that. And like, even within that, I found these relationships that were not good for me. Yeah. I was still searching for somebody to be with, you know, a partner and And so now I think maybe I found that person. I don't know. You know, who knows? I stopped searching. I came back. I stopped searching. I instead aligned with my own heart and life and Mm -hmm. with, you know, the things that are important to me, nature, creativity, family, you know, co-creation, spirituality, all of that. 
and I stopped looking and now I found this person and, you know, but that person is here and my life is here now. And it's like that little hope in my heart of like, maybe I'll go back. Maybe those, you know, those wild and free days of frolicking at the beach and carefree and like, but not all the time, you know, but like, that's, it's just like, no, like I'll go back to visit. I'll go back to get my belongings, but I'm not, you know, if this is, if this is the trajectory I'm on, which I am right now, like I won't be going back in the Mm -hmm. same capacity. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. And it's mostly hard because of the people, you know, not a ton of people, but the people that are there that are so dear to me Mm -hmm. have been such important parts of my life. And like, it's just, you just can't have the same day-to-day relationship with someone who's 5,000 miles away in the middle of the ocean and six hours different. You just can't. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, on the one hand, I really relate to that very specific, you know, magnetic power that Hawaii has. Just that, like, if you've ever loved Hawaii, you you know, you know, that it's like, there's no place like it in the world. It's really hard to let go. If you, you know, not everyone falls in love with Hawaii. You know, Stefan went there. Yeah, he was like. Stefan had a job teaching windsurfing. Are you serious? Yes. He got a job at Kailua Sailboards teaching that's see he never told me that he just told me the part about how he had to live out of his car and it was hot and sticky and annoying (laughs) he got a he got a house on the beach although the guy was a a predator creeper Uh (laughs) i was out there too unfortunately it was tricky it was tricky well Stefan seemed to always end up in those weird situations but anyway what the men who want his hiney yeah (laughs) i know no like he's he's very appealing to yes to to men yeah. <laughs> and he's not at all in the same boat anyway he but he just didn't he didn't love it he didn't fall in love with it he he had so many things go right for him and still he was hating it miserable in paradise you know yeah. whereas I like I did live in my car at one point yeah <laughs> really? I mean, and I had it, that was just briefly, but I mean, I had a lot of like, I would say domestic turmoil during my time there. And yet I did too. I I loved it. I loved it so much. I, you know, I never wanted to stay away for very long. Going on vacation from Hawaii was sort of like, okay, we'll do that to be with family. Right. You know, (laughs) but yeah, it was always like, oh, I can't wait to get back home. Yeah. And that's, I've never had that anywhere else I've lived. Although here it's a little, there's a little bit of that. So there's that, but I mean, I, other than that, I'm, I've been thinking about this, this thing about mourning old loves Mm. lately. And, you know, I think the Pisces full moon brought it up a little, you know, it tend to surface those kinds of things. Um, but you know, what is it, what does it mean 
you know, when we can't let go. And, you know, I, cause I think it's, it, I think it's more than just, oh, you're stuck in the past. You know, you've got like a need hole that hasn't been filled and you're just latched, you know, you're addicted, right? <laughs> like, I don't think it's, I think that's too simplistic. Yeah. Um, although granted I did spend a lot, you know, just myself as a young woman, I went through a lot of like unrequited, you know, mm-hmm. one-sided crushes that it took me a long time to get over, you know, and it was, you know, kind of mortifying in a way thinking about it, but, um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's definitely something to be said about like a personality structure that's prone that way. Yeah. But there, I also think that there's something about, like, I don't know, uh, I did finally get over some of the long lasting enduring ones, like ones that lasted for decades, like long after I was, they were out of my life, you know, I would like more, you know, yearn after them. And I realized that at least with some of them that ultimately that they had embodied something that I intuitively deep down knew that I needed to embody, but mm-hmm. I was nowhere near that. Wow. So they represented it, my future self in yeah. a way, in some ways. And that I, and it only when I got to that grew to that point where I felt like I was a peer with them, did I realize, oh, this was never love. Yeah. This was never love. This was me seeing a missing part of myself Mm. and really wanting that. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, there's that, but I don't know how that translates to a place or a life, you know, a lifestyle. Well, I think that, uh, you know, what I've come to and, and, and I come to this about people as well, but about Maui, you know, like Maui was an intensely transformative time for me. Mm. It was amazing in a lot of ways and it was challenging in a lot of ways. Um, and all of that really does live inside me now. Mm and has molded the person that I am today. And I also feel like, you know, Maui, Hawaii, like it's not mine. It's not anyone's, but like, you know, as a white American woman, like it's not my place Mm. to go and be like, this is my place because I'm a wild and free gypsy. You know, it was like, it came into my life for a time and it had a, such a deep impact in a lot of different ways, not just the place, but the humans that I met and interacted with. Um, and it was, in, you know, it was integral in shaping who I am and shaping my views and, and, and teaching me compassion and, and so many things. And like, it did let me be wild and free in a way that I had never been able to be before. Um, and it exposed me to a lot of different types of people and from different walks of life and different values. And 
it's just, you know, I think sometimes nostalgia is good. You got to look at back at those times and things that still live in you that still want to be present and like acknowledge them and, and be with them. And if you need to cry about it, cry about it. If you need to like hoop and holler and celebrate, do that. Yeah. Um, but I think for me personally, like <clears throat> until a month ago, I had decided in my, inside myself, which is funny because I continued to decide ever since I came back unexpectedly, like I was like, okay, well, I'm going back on this day. Okay. Maybe not. Okay. I'm going back on this day. Okay. Maybe not. I'm going back on this day, you know? And so until a month ago, I was like, I'm going back the end of October and I'm staying until the spring and I'm just going to see what happens. And in the last month, all these things have happened here mm. that are asking for my attention and presence and, you know, hard work. And they're so big. They feel so big and important to me and like really are what I've been looking for for so long that it's like, okay, I guess I'm just going to be here until mm-hmm. I'm called elsewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I hadn't really given myself the time or space to deeply acknowledge that and come to terms with it. So I feel like that's the process that's been happening for the past few days, mm-hmm. you know, for the past since Thursday, five, four, I don't know how many days, but. Well, maybe over time you'll be able to find a way to bring a little bit of that magic of life from Hawaii to here. Well, that's the thing. I feel like I have been, mm-hmm. and that's what even more is like, okay, it's inside of you now. Like you don't need to go back. You know, you don't need to go have those experiences again. Like maybe I will, I'm sure I will visit. But there's something there. There's something there in that sadness. And I just want to acknowledge that. Like, I just want to like, we don't have to name it. We don't have to like do, you know, but I just want to acknowledge it. I think part of it is I didn't know I was leaving. I didn't know I was leaving my whole life, you know? And uh, it was a life that needed to be left because of my ex. But other than him, it was a fucking amazing life. (laughs) So here I am in my hometown now like building another amazing life mm. and it's very different and in, in some ways it's the same and better because mm-hmm. um, I don't want to be in the middle of the ocean yeah you know I really don't I don't want to be that far from everybody that or most of the people that I know and love like it's it's a it's a tough it was a tough time in a lot of ways I just wanted to bring all those people back here, (laughs) Uh you know, Um, and there, there was just this spirit there of, you know, not to be cliche, but like of aloha of like, here we all are in the middle of the ocean. And like, so we, we need to have each other's backs, you know, from 
the people that I worked with to the people that worked in the grocery store I shopped in to like the, 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 you know, homeless, houseless, whatever you call them, the people that live on the beach, man, that like I would chat with and connect with. And, you know, it, it was almost like the playing field out there was even equal, you know, yeah. and it was about your heart. It wasn't about what you do or how much you own. Yeah, it really was Yeah. So maybe like that's part of what I'm missing. You know? Yeah. 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 Yep. Because that spirit of aloha, that is real. Yeah. And it is like, as you say, life is humbler. Like, I just remember like the, this whole, like the whole sort of status drive to like, you know, own a bunch of stuff and stuff that just seemed so muted there. You still have mansions and people who do that. Yes. On Oahu than other places, but you know, it's, it's casual. Yeah. People do not get dressed up. No. That's another thing. So that's another leveler. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I value, you know, people's values out there, at least the people that I was connected with were more, more closely aligned for me mm. and my, my own values. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You didn't have to stretch as much. And people were real. People yeah. were just themselves, you know, to have gone from living in DC for a decade yeah. Where everyone is so uptight, buttoned up. Not, I, I don't like to say absolutes, not every person, but like people were uptight, people were buttoned up, people were driven by status and material things, you know? Mm-hmm. And go out to Maui. And I remember the night I knew I was going to move there was a night that I went to this event called Dance Church. Oh, yeah, Dance Church. And it was <laughs> like, you know, everyone in a big room with a DJ in their funky, crazy clothes, just like dancing their faces off, like not caring what they look like or what other people thought. So that's not a Hawaii thing specifically. That is a, it's an, they had it, they had it in the Bay area too. Yeah. And they have it like in Asheville and maybe we should start. It's a a new age slash hippie slash burning man slash. Thing. But I do feel like more and more of that spirit is showing up here. I'm finding it more and more here. And I think part of that is because of the, you know, the person I'm with now mm-hmm. is, you know, how he's plugged into the community. But it's also things uh, are changing. Things, things are changing. changing. I mean, you couldn't have even like founded a coven at your right. <laughs> mind lab yes. if things weren't like percolating everywhere I had so we had a friend of Michael's over who um and his girlfriend you know and she was with him and she was she's like local but she's kind of like lived sort of an alternative lifestyle so she's real southern and country but it's also kind of like you know alternate yeah and she had just come from a women's retreat She had never been to a women's retreat. Oh, cool. This was like a really, it was not fully like spiritual new age, you know, that way. 
but it was definitely not like conservative Christian church women's retreat. It was kind of this really new, interesting kind of like blend of the two that I think is emerging. And I was just like in awe listening to her talk about it because it was like she had never done anything like that before and it had been really transformational for her. Wow, that's so cool. So there's a shift. It's coming in to the mainstream a lot more. It really is. As people sort of face that we're facing all these walls, these cliffs, these edges, you know, the ecological crisis, the political crises, you know, the pandemic, and we're kind of going we need to do things differently. And I think people are starting yes. to like really pull out, you know, these other ways to go, you know, what the heck? Yeah. You know, that's the thing with psychedelics. It's like, you know, yeah. the old, you know, just taking Prozac is not cutting it. Okay. Nope, it's really not. I need to tap into my soul. Yes. Plant medicine helps me do that. Yes. You know, totally. Um, but, you know, it occurred to me that the thing about this thing about status, I think that that's that there's really something to that, because I am sure that as much as you have like dug in and found your joy and found power and found meaning in like working in, you know, service, as you say, yeah, that I, I'll bet you that it still triggers these like these old, you know, haunting status questions mm. from time to time. Right. I don't know how it couldn't like, you know, like I find that like things that I go, you know, this is completely what my soul wants to do. And I'm completely alive and resonant to it. You know, like, yes, everything in me is, is saying yes. And then I go get a dose from the culture and I go, Oh, Oh no, I'm not measuring up. I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not that, like, you know, all the things I'm not. And it's, especially now that I'm on Instagram and I got TikTok yesterday or the other day, Elliot talked me into it, you know, talk about like compare and despair, like, you know, Jennifer Lopez, damn, look at her. She looks great. She's my age. Yeah, you know, and you just spiral down into that. It's so hey, you look great too. I do not look like her. If you put a camera on me, you see all the all the blotches. And the, I'm getting old lady crepe neck. Oh, you gotta stop all that. <laughs> but it, but that what I'm saying is like it's so hard to avoid this, you know, like right. It's like really as much as strong as you feel in your core. Yeah. It comes in, you yeah. know, the, the boogie, you know, the, the little gremlins of doubt. And... You know what I want to do? I've been feeling like just in this last couple of days, I really, I don't want to delete my Facebook, but I want to like severely limit it. And like get rid of everything. Yeah. You know? Like, how do I do that? What do I do? Can I just do it? Get rid of it? Well, if you shut it down and open up a new, like everything, brand new everything, bare bones. I don't really want to do that. I don't want to have to deal with friending people again and all that stuff. Yeah. Like I want it there if I need it, but I want it to be like set so that nobody can see any of my stuff. 
So that's all privacy settings. But so, even the past stuff though. Yeah, you you it's it will be time consuming depending on how many posts you have. But you can set I think you can set groups like family, okay. close friends, and you can go through and set posts to be visible only to certain you know, I don't know what it is and I don't know if there's like some security breach coming but like yeah. Going to Facebook, I feel icky and naked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would not I mean it's nasty. So the bad thing about Facebook, even if you want to do this, is that all of you there is no delete button. Like all of your stuff lives forever on the Facebook servers. So even if you delete images from your Facebook account, they have them in the cloud. Uh, so if you if you copy a static link to anything like a picture or whatever delete it on Facebook and then go load it again from the static link. There it is. So that's just Mark Zuckerberg. And that's what happens when you get into bed with anything that Facebook owns, which is also Instagram, unfortunately. Yeah. So you just have to, you know, I don't know, do whatever you want to do with that. But other than that, like, yeah, you, could, you could go delete a bunch of stuff. It makes it harder for the public to get at it if you don't want that visible. Right. Um, although I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, there's these servers that just like take pictures of the internet and they yeah. store copies oh. of stuff. And I'm sure that it's, it's crazy. Small. Yeah. Yeah. So but then, you know, I guess you can set privacy settings on a lot of, you can do photo albums, do it by photo album if you want and by post. Yeah. Um, you know, we were looking at someone's account recently, they, the, the same people they were over um, and wanted to show us something on their Facebook account. And like most of his stuff is private. So that's one way to handle it. And then also you can like, you can just unfriend people that are very like powerful yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, like they were from a phase of your life. Yeah. And then you can set your whole profile to be visible only to friends so that if someone finds you, you know, all they see is your, your cover image and your, you know, they see the minimum. Yeah. I just don't like, I feel like I got back on it more for like marketing purposes for my business. And now that I'm not doing that, I just don't yeah. want to have anything. I just don't go on it when I do. It's like, ah, 27 notifications or whatever. And like, yeah, I mean, it is a mucky, yucky, yucky yeah. ecosystem that they, they, they let it get really gross. Maybe I'll just go away completely. Like the only thing is my business coaches, Facebook group. Yeah. That I kind of would still like to be plugged into. But other than that, like, I think you can blanket, make it all private. I could just erase my account and then start a new one and only use it to be in her group. That's true too. That's mm -hmm. true too. But it, so I'm in this dilemma right now too, where I'm on Instagram. I still have not given Instagram access to my contacts. Yeah. And 
So I have very few friends right now. And I keep going, you know, should I resurrect my Facebook account, my old one from back in the day, you know, cause I have all these networks on there. Right. Should I do that just so that I can like, I mean, I have a mission. The only reason I'm on social media is to try to say that to like have a little bit of a, a, you know, like influence the conversation somehow. Yeah. (laughs) As as an activist. And like, I'm so unwilling to like really expose myself that I'm like, I feel like I don't know how effective I am (laughs) and I should just do it but then I really don't want to. So I don't know. It's a dilemma. How did you get rid of it before? My Facebook account? Yeah. You can just shut it down, but everything is all still there. So if I go resurrect it, if I resurrect it, it's just one, I have to log in. As soon as I log in, it will bring it back up. And then all my friends will see me. (laughs) So I can just shut mine down. You can. I can go back if I want. You can. Okay. Such good information. I hope this is helping someone else because now we're just kind of talking like we're just hanging out. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Well, I'm surprised you don't know about that because like, I feel like, I don't know. So so therefore that means there's going to be people who might not know that. So yeah, that's true. Um, kind of be feeling really maybe it's just I'm never on it and like I feel like it's dangling out there you know like a loose thread yeah flapping in the breeze or whatever yeah I mean there is that all the like I think this is a thing that people should do or in that vein if they have the time and, and inclination is you know shutting down all of your accounts that you don't use if you have a password and a login somewhere danger you need to go either shut it down or make sure that you log in just feel like do you feel like some big security breach is coming I just feel that way or am I being weirdo paranoid weirdo well okay so this whole issue with cybersecurity, I mean it's been up for a little while and I've been freaking out about Okay, so let's let's talk about this for podcast, which we're still on record. So. Oh gosh, we are. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. Thanks for listening. We're just <laughs> we're sitting. Today. We're sitting. No, I'm in the Larkin room of the uh, Sugar Shine Shack commune. Actually, that's where I am today. Nice. Yes. Good. I like the uh, plant stand behind you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so one thing that came out of the episode last week, which we didn't air, which all oh, right, right. Episode the last episode 26. <laughs> um, what did I call it? I call it vaccines and civil liberties. Oh wow. Yeah. So it, we you know, just to to finish that um little blurb about that we ended up pulling it we decided not to publish it because I felt that I did um not a very good job 
handling a difficult conversation about a very controversial topic um, on which I was not really on the same page on most anything with actually my really good friend. Um, That's been happening a lot. The subject. Yeah. Both COVID-19 and the vaccine. Yeah. And um, I just, I think, you know, as, I mean, it's, it's a really tricky topic and I, you and I have talked since, and we've decided, you know, it's so charged and difficult that we're going to try and steer away from it. Right. Just because it's like, this is how you lose friends. And and I, I personally feel that everything you know, that everyone is entitled to do what they would like to do with their bodies and that everyone is entitled to have their opinion about what's going on. Period. The end. That's how I feel. So I don't think it's worth. If they need to go educate themselves, they will. Yes. Like we don't need to be in that role. I don't want to be in that role. Right. I don't want to be arguing with someone. We don't belong in that role. Oh. I don't know shit. <laughs> I mean, I know some, but making I, my own educated decisions and I trust you to do the same. Right. And, and I have my fate and you have yours. I mean, that's really, I have my destiny and you have yours. That's kind of where I come down to. Yeah. 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 You have to trust in something, you know? Yeah. And for me, it's not worth the divide of, you know, the potential divide of a, of a person that I care about. Yeah. It's just not. Right. And there are like the minute we start talking about any of this, we're going to be upsetting and offending people very close to us. Yeah. Like, like right in our lives. Yes. So it, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we decided not to do it. Yeah. I wasn't as clear about it until I realized that it was, had been a really kind of not a good conversation, like no matter the topic, like I felt yeah. like I, I just could never get on track with it. And it was very, there was no flow. It was difficult to be in. It was difficult to listen to. And so she and I decided together not to air it. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that came out of it is I realized that there is something that's kind of hiding in plain sight that is adjacent to this issue um, that I got a lot of clarity about. And that is the issue about surveillance, cybersecurity, and about the rise of AI. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that sort of in the category of like somebody big and spooky is doing something? Yeah. <laughs> you know, which I feel like, I feel like we, like you have a sense of foreboding. I think people, uh, you know, we have a sense of foreboding that like something is coming. We don't know what it is. It's spooky. It's yeah. big. And so I think a lot of people are attaching fear around the vaccine and around the pandemic to that like nameless fear. Although they would be offended if I said that because they're like no I don't like the vaccine right and I think the, the, the pandemic was oh. planned and all that but 
honest, to be honest, let's be really honest here. There's fear on both sides. There, there is a new virus that is here and whatever your views about it, whatever, you know, you could be on opposite ends of the spectrum, but I guarantee you there is at least an iota of fear <laughs> for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, there's no, there's no, and it's, that's okay. It's well, not, that's, you know, we're having to deal with fear yes. and uncertainty. I feel like that's been the big, but one of the big boogeymen. Uncertainty. How do we deal with uncertainty? And the, the people that are like, I'm not afraid. You're afraid. It's like, okay. Seems like maybe you are too. At least you're afraid of what I'm doing and thinking and saying, you know, I don't know. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, it's just like, there's this big, it's kind of, it's a brand new situation for the globe, the entire global community. Yeah. That we have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And the changes that have been wrought because of that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the thing that, you know, sort of in the vein of, you know, paranoia about government, Mm -hmm. um, I realized that there's this, this thing that is happening, totally is happening right now, which is the rise of surveillance, which just on a practical level, like my dad pointed out, like that traffic light near the IPG office, which is near the farmer's market, you know, it's one black block back from main street. Okay. Right there on the corner. Yeah. He said, you know, it's covered in cameras it never used to have all these cameras on it anymore. And if you go around and you look in your town where you live and look at all the traffic lights, they now have cameras on them. Yeah. Where they didn't used to before. And these are not just speed cameras. yellow lights. These are not just VDOT, you know, or not VDOT, but you know, this yeah. is not just department of transportation and law enforcement tracking, speeding and whatever, you know, is the CCT footage, you know, can we get that? I like that's, you know, I think where a lot of that is. And CCTV, I watch a lot of detective shows. That's always the thing they're looking for. It's closed circuit TV. What does that mean though? I think it just means um, video surveillance camera, like recorded video camera footage of an area that is recorded on a local, like it's not part of a network. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like that, that liquor store has their own Got it. Okay. Video camera, whatever. Anyway, so it's fancier than it is. Yeah. <laughs> but some of it is networked in and, you know, the traffic cameras are, you know, an example. Yeah. Um, you can go get access that if you have the right access. And in China, um, they're, they're doing such extensive surveillance of their citizens that um, like they are tracking absolutely everything that people do. And- Oh my gosh. And the AI is, is good enough. Like, so you can track data, right? You can listen in on what phone. What is it again? It, 
alien interference. Artif- artificial intelligence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Siri is a very crude version of AI. Yeah. And Alexa. And Did you ever see that movie? Oh my God. That was such a creepy movie. Which one? I don't know. But it was like this AI woman who was in this house and like the man came and fell in love with her and then she like escaped and killed everyone and oh my she god was a, she was a robot yes seemed like a human oh yeah that was a really I sad that, i might be a robot no i'm just kidding <laughs> anyway anyway the, the thing that the the chinese government has a system that's robust enough that they can do things like the social credit score where each person gets a social credit score based on like how much they work, what kind of money they make, what kind of citizen they are, how they participate in society, how many traffic tickets they've got, whether they beat their wife and they, they get a social credit score. And I mean, the, the Chinese government is surveilling so intensively. And this is, my dad reminded me of this because I was sort of ranting after last week's episode. (laughs) And that was the one thing he brought up where he's like, you know, they're already doing it. And so what Uh, that says to me is the technology exists. Yeah. To do it. It's possible to do it. uh, 20 years ago after 9-11, when um, we were all freaked out about terrorism, and we allowed the Bush administration yeah, to video everything and everyone to do the Patriot Act. Yeah. And basically the NSA can now surveil everything. And also, of course, if it's a national national security issue, then you know your due process rights are out the window and all they have to do is say it's national security and then you're screwed. Anyway, besides that, the NSA surveillance thing back then. Like, I remember thinking, yeah, well, they might, you know, be able to track all my emails, all my phone calls, all my texts, and they might be able to be, you know, looking at video footage that I'm passing by in. But like, who cares? I'm nobody. I'm not breaking the law. Like, you know, and I'm, it's, they don't have the resources to do anything with that information. Mm -hmm. Right. The thing is, is that now I think we are cresting the rise of uh, AI that can, that can totally mine the data and make something of it. Yeah. Artificial intelligence, you know, is able to, to analyze algorithms, like analyze patterns of behavior. And, you know, suddenly, you know, we're getting, we're hearing all these stories, like just, you know, I was standing in the office talking to my coworkers about this, you know, random topic, not related to what the work that we do. And then I sit down at my computer and in my, in my email, I have an ad yeah. for that thing. And it was completely unrelated to my industry. And I was not, I hadn't done any online searching for it either. Right. That's happened to me. I mean, multiple. so this says that AI is alive and well operating in our midst and it's pretty good. And they're listening right now. And YouTube will probably flag this video for nudity. I <laughs> so yeah, wear the plaid. I'm naked. Look at this flannel shirt. Although I have to say, everybody uh, who uh, might have tried to watch that video and it didn't have any 
or the that episode and it didn't have any video because they were they flagged Larkin for being naked because she was wearing an orange tank top. <laughs> I they I appealed it and they reinstated it. Okay, okay. So you can go see the video now. Everyone so come in and try to watch me be naked, but I wasn't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so what that says is that they you know, everyone online on social media now, everything that we're doing is kind of being, I think, probably digested by AI. Yeah. In a, in a way that it wasn't before. And it would be one thing if, if it was just commercial entities, like digesting what we do for commercial purposes to sell us things. Yeah. But because of the Patriot Act, you know, our government can be surveilling us for other reasons. And that was what related back to the whole COVID thing <laughs> that, that, um, that I do think, you know, is a legitimate concern because we saw it happen during when Trump got elected. Right. You can have these very sophisticated social media, like, I don't know, campaigns, you could call it secret campaigns where paid trolls seed the internet with you know the kinds of just activity that generate a certain kind of buzz that created the conditions under which you know trump got elected right um you know that i think we are pretty sure that you know russian troll farms had a had a hand in that yeah in him getting elected uh and- and that like influencing public opinion is, is the, this has become this very sophisticated art and it, you don't even know the ways you're being influenced. I know. And I don't want to be, I don't want to offend anyone, but it's because most of us are just asleep. Right. Sleep at the wheel. We're asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Makes me right. crazy. That is, I mean, like, that might be one of my missions is like, wake up people. Like wake you up. have agency, you have power, you have, you a have eyes, a heart. Yes. yes. Feel the truth. You can feel the truth. You know, the truth. Yes. The truth lives. No, you spent so much time betraying and shutting down our bodies. And like, no, it's I in know. our body. It is. It is the denial. My body needs to pee right now. So I'm going to pause it. Me too. Good. (laughs) Waking up. Oh yeah. The body waking up. Yes. It's a big, long thing, man. I mean, so much of the yoga and the coaching stuff I've learned talks about that and ways to wake up. So what would be your top tips for someone who doesn't want to go through all that? Well, I think cultivating awareness is important. What does that mean? This is what I told my kids at the, my yoga that I would do in the schools. I would go in and do yoga class instead of PE. And, um, hi, Polly. Polly's making us a really delicious dinner. Yeah. Um, Sticky spare ribs. Sticky spare ribs. Ooh. I know. Polly, I'm sorry. Do you you might not want your name on the podcast? What is that? I don't know. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay. 
He shall remain faceless, but not nameless. Unless you want to come say hi. Um, I'm too pretty for the internet. Too pretty for the internet. Anyway, so when I would teach yoga to these school kids, I would we'd, I'd guide them through this meditation. I'd say, close your eyes. Focus your awareness. Your awareness is like a laser beam. So you can focus your awareness on anything. So right now, focus your awareness like a laser beam, like on your big left toe. Notice your big left toe. And then focus your awareness like a laser beam on your left earlobe. Are you showing me your big left toe? I am. There it is. Mine is in a sock. Um, <laughs> so basically trying to illustrate that like awareness is this thing that you can direct that you are in charge of, mm. you know, and part of yoga is starting to direct your awareness to your body and the physical sensations that you're experiencing mm. your body, because many, many, many of us humans live from the neck up. We live in our minds and our thoughts. We identify with our thoughts. Mm. And my, one of my favorite books, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, one of the things he says in there is, you are not the voice of your mind. You are the one who watches. Mm. And that is awareness. Mm. You use awareness to watch your thoughts, create that space and separation from your thoughts, and then you're not believing all your thoughts or identifying with all your thoughts because, you know, our thoughts originate from things outside of ourselves. They originate from our family of origins. They originate from society. They, you know, like your thought about the crepey neck, old lady neck or whatever. Yeah. That that's bad. Well, that's just kind of what happens when people get old, which we all do and we all die, you know, wait until it happens to you. <laughs> Come on. I ain't no spring chicken no more. Yeah. But you don't, I've just turned a corner this year. Oh, well, I did too. Ooh. <laughs> no, but you know, that's just a silly illustration, but. And so for awareness, I would say like for body awareness, listening to a five minute or 10 minute body scan meditation is one of the best things, you know, someone can do to start to cultivate the body awareness to get you out of your head and thoughts into your physical body. And, and just to summary, summarize that really quickly. Yeah. And all that it's is, is, you know, you close your eyes, you can lie down, you can sit. You can even be walking, whatever, but you just notice your mouth, notice the inside of your mouth, notice your chin, notice your cheeks. And it's, you know, in yoga nidra, that's what you start with every meditation, a body scan. Mm -hmm. I could even, when my throat gets better, probably not in time for the release of this, <laughs> but I could record a short body scan and have it on the website. For people to download yeah um and you can do it there's no right or wrong way to do it no there's really you can not start at the top you can start at the bottom you can yeah. start in places where you feel sensations yeah in places where you don't feel anything 
but you just kind of go through each part of your body noticing how it feels and like sometimes you don't feel anything and that's fine it takes practice um another great thing like robert smith told me to do when i was back from maui and in a really challenging place um it's like if you can't bear to sit down for five minutes and meditate just have the mindful moments of pause like I'm about to open this door. Like, let me just pause and notice my hand as it reaches to the handle and my, the sensation of my hand gripping the handle and turning it. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, if you can remember <laughs> do that, like a few times a day or once a day or whatever yeah. you have capacity for. Yeah. And it's bringing you to the present. Our minds also, typically our minds live in the future or the past. Yeah. And our bodies live in the present. Right. So how do we continue to come back to the present? Of course, sometimes you do need to process emotions and plan things. But right. most that you- of the time, you're, you're unnecessarily living in the past or the future. And that is draining energy and resource. Mm-hmm. That's my experience anyway, and what I've heard from others. So, so the, the, the one additional thing to all that, that Please. is more recent for me and that I have been finding very liberating. Cause I was one of those people who I can do a body scan. That's not a, a problem. And now I can do a meditation, but for most of my life, sitting down to do a meditation was like a recipe for falling asleep being bored out of my mind, being frustrated, you know, like racing thoughts. Yeah. I'm not doing it right. You know, I'm not doing it right. So much about that. You know, a lot of people run into that. No, you finished. Sorry. Well, it's just the thing of non-judgmental awareness, compassionate, self-awareness. You don't have to do it any special way. Like this whole, like, you know, I call it macho meditation where you're like, I have a single pointed focus of awareness and I'm following my breath for like an hour, two hours, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's very like, um, it's going to be a big turnoff for most people because most people are not going to connect with that. And it's going to make them think, oh, I can't do meditation. I'm not the kind of person who can. And then they don't get any of the wonderful benefits yeah. that you can get from just a few moments, even of just non-judgmental, you know, awareness. Yeah. Just well, like, that was oh, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like this right now. Yeah. That was one, one of the main points driven home at my Kripalu 200 hour yoga teacher training, the importance of cultivating non-judgmental compassionate self-awareness yogi, um, Papaji, the like lineage person said that was the most, the highest form of yoga mm. is non-judgmental, compassionate self-awareness. Right. And, and this, this includes, this includes like, I don't feel very fucking compassionate right now. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I'm not going to judge myself in that. No, I'm just going to notice that. Like I'm yeah. really fucking irritated. I hate yeah. this shit. Like I'm having these uh, 
like I had to, I had to, in our, in our manager's meeting yesterday at the lab, I had to be like, I would really love it if we could organize the wine better because every time I try to stock the wine, I get filled with rage. <laughs> Cause it's like a treasure hunt. Yeah. And you know, if that's offensive and I didn't say this part, but like, if that's offensive to people, I apologize, but I am just relaying my experience and it's not personal. And this is what I need so that I'm not filled with rage because I have had the not the compassionate self-awareness recently that I have been filled with a lot of rage. Mm. I try to do these things. You know? <laughs> I have been. Rage is good. Rage, rage is a good indicator. But yeah. if rage is bad and you shut it down all the time, then you're never going to get the message that it's trying to tell you or communicate that I would love for this to be more organized. And then probably you end up depressed. I mean, this is something that like I learned yeah. like ages ago about depression, that depression is rage that's gone underground. That's what my, my Maui therapist always tried to be like, but aren't you angry? And I'm like, no, I'm not ever angry. You know? And then it was like, oh, wait, I'm really fucking angry that this man is. I want to kill someone. Keeping me under this thumb and this life that I thought I was going to have is like the opposite of what I was, you know, quote unquote promised or whatever. So yeah, it is. She like depression is is unattuned to rage a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're a Stepford wife, Prozac is a must. Oh gosh. (laughs) So now that we're almost in Libra, the sun in Libra, which is the archetype, which when it goes South becomes like a Stepford life. Really? Yeah. Interesting. The shot one of the shadows of Libra is that total like conformity. Like, oh, you know what? I came up with perfect. Can you Uh, just a meme? This is okay. What would it be today when I was brushing my teeth? Perfection is boring. Yes, okay. What kind of perfection is boring? I like it. It is, it is. I mean. I don't know. Sometimes I see something really beautiful and amazing and I'm like, wow. And it, and it looks as perfect as, you know, for what it is. And I can sort of admire that, but that's, I don't think that's what we're talking about. Nah, I mean, Libra, Libra has wonderful, like high aspirational qualities. Yes. So, but yeah. So when this comes out, the sun will be in Libra. Mm-hmm. We will have just passed the fall equinox, the autumnal, or no, we're calling it the September. Yeah. Equinox. Equinox in consideration of Southern Hemisphere people. Yeah. For whom this is spring. And so it is a new phase. It's a new season. It's a new stuff's happening. Yeah. What should we prepare for? Anything? Oh my God. This is the one that has the crazy. I know. I mean, I feel like this, this um, fifth gate 
has been it surprised me in some ways yeah like I like I feel like I got like a download about like my purpose like at least a part of my purpose and it just hit Mm. me like a bolt of lightning (laughs) but it's I'm not ready to really do it yet you talked about it have you talked to me about it not a lot but it was it happened when when you showed me that chart late at night and then the little video of your coworker. Yes. Cause like I read his chart and then you sent me video of him from yeah. like the, that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I was like, I had like all these thoughts and then I was like, Oh, and then I looked and I was like, Oh my God, I could, I could crack him open like a melon. <laughs> Yeah. With his chart, because like his chart confirmed some, a few like suspicions I had just sort of looking at him. Yeah. And I just thought, oh my God, like when I'm ready, I think I'm going to be able to like open people. Mm. And you have been activate people. You've been doing that. I've been doing it, but just here and there. Right. You know. Yeah. But you have been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another confirmation. I feel like. Yeah. But like, I'm a fifth gate Venus evening sky Venus, like natally. You are. Yeah. I'm not in a Venus return this year. Right. But like I was born during a, the fifth gate. of what Venus. Born What's that? What was I born during? Well, you're morning star, you're morning star because you're all, all this stuff. Um, it's just the geometry. So your, your sun is further along in the Zodiac than your Venus. Mm. Your sun is in Taurus and your Venus is in Aries. Right. So that means your morning star. Okay. If your Venus is further along in the Zodiac than your sun, then your evening star. Oh, So I'm Capricorn Venus and Sag sun. Okay. And then to find out which gate you have to go back and look at the ephemeris. Okay and count how many moon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just didn't really realize that I was going to have a big reveal. Like, I don't know why, you know, anyway, cool. I just thought this isn't like as, as potent a month as next month is going to be next month. It's freaking, I don't know. Oh my God. I'm like, going to be, like I need to rest up before next month. You do, you do. We've got we're gonna have another sure. round of Mars Mercury. Mars oh can Mercury. God. What? We are going to. Oh no. But this Mercury is gonna be retrograde conjunct the sun when it comes oh, to Mars. So it's gonna be that alchemical Gnostic, meaning like direct experience of the divine, like what? seeing God and tripping balls, I think. Yep. That's yep. what it's going to yep. feel like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like receiving the downloads, like, you know, major Yeah. on top of Mars gets exact, exactly aligns with the sun on the day before Mercury aligns with the sun. And so, and that, um, and also it, the day before it, it, the day before the Venus sixth gate. Oh my so God. Venus sixth gate is the sixth. Yeah. Third eye. 
Yeah, yeah. In Sagittarius. Oh, no. Sagittarius is a visionary, fiery sign anyway. Exactly conjunct the south node, only one minute off of the exact conjunction. Oh, my gosh. I need to go into my hidey hole. <laughs> and and while Mars is burning like like in the underworld and Mercury is right with it. And it's just going to be just I just don't even I can't even imagine yeah. what this is going to be like. It's right. crazy. So hold on to your butts. I mean, I'm thinking so like the the sixth gate Venus and the, the sixth gate of Venus is for a whole month. So mm -hmm. it unfolds for the whole following month. But but this focus window around the Mars conjunction with the sun and the Mercury conjunction with the sun and the Mars conjunct Mercury, like that is going to be like hot, a hot zone. And so like, I think the whole first two weeks of October are going to be intense and really focused around the eighth and the ninth yeah. of October. And then the Venus sixth gate spools out for the following month and, you know, the re retrieval of vision from the past. I mean, doesn't that sound like prophecy coming true? And yeah, you know, like I finally see. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cray. Yeah, it is. So with all that amped up manic, crazy energy of the Mars Mercury conjunction. Mm -hmm. So right. anyway, the that's that looking forward to it we do need to rest up i need to rest though i hope i hope i'll be well by then yeah i know seriously rest truth up. speaking right okay so anyone having trouble during this fifth gate that we're in right now which is about your your voice yeah it's like really taking a look at okay what are the blocks to me like speaking my truth you know yeah. and, and and, and the other like thing that I think it, I certainly found important because the episode 26 happened, you know, yeah. right at the beginning of all this is that the, you know, the gate opened at 29 degrees Libra, but then spent it's in Venus is in Scorpio right now. So all that powerful intensity of Scorpio and that like, you know, desire to be like, you know, just yelling at people, right? <laughs> and yeah. speaking your truth loud and clear. Yeah. I think it has to all be funneled through that 29 degrees Libra, which is kind of like a mastery mm. of civility and diplomacy and like yeah. taking care of all your relations, right? You know, Libra is about relationships. It's about society. It's about community. It's about like, you know, as is, are my words like, landing yeah you know, am i meeting the other mm. in my in what i'm saying in in and so like you're bringing all this like powerful like the energy of scorpio the powerful transformational fuel of scorpio to that but you're fitting it through that keyhole wow like, and it's like 29 degrees Libra means it takes skill man mastery yeah and i felt like i failed at the during the last episode i've been failing too <laughs> unfortunately you have all month to try and get it kind okay. of like thank you for that <laughs> we have until the ninth yeah okay to try and try again yeah yeah
so just as a closing note, I think, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that this might be the last PDF planner that I produce. Um, and I don't know about the planner overall, because my guide talked to me this morning. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. He's been kind of absent. Like, no matter what I would try, he's kind of just been like, oh, you figure it out. <laughs> but this morning, he wanted to sort of check in. And I didn't take the time to, like, really sit down and do my process where I can get really clear, you know, information. But what I got was you and I need to be following the astrology. It's helping us okay. to be to kind of track along and, and, you know, surf the waves that are happening. Um, and it's been good for me to kind of like, you know, ramp up on developing, like, I feel like honing the skill, mm -hmm. um, you know, just tracking the transits has like taught me things that I didn't know from years of reading natal charts. Wow. Um, awesome. It's like, it's like, it gives you this bigger picture view of like, you know, all how the cycles work as a whole, all the, all the pieces, you know, and yeah. Um, and it, it's very complex and beautiful, but anyway, um, but I don't think it's for us to be the ones to like disseminate that information. Okay. You know, and um, that was kind of the, yeah. The message, you know, there's a lot of people, as you say, doing it. Yeah, right, right. And I've actually stopped, like, I did no posts about this full moon. Uh huh. Which was like, didn't feel terrible. Like, I didn't even post my archetype card. Right. It was just like, no, my life is now on this other track. That's done for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like for me, I probably still need to do the planner. Okay. But like kind of working with it as a tool for us. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like it's very helpful to know like what's going on. So like for you right now, like you would know, okay, I'm having issues about speaking my, speaking my truth, but like having the big picture sort of archetypal like lens through which to see it, I think probably helps, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think that might like shift some things if we're, if we're, you know, I say we, but you, if you're doing it primarily as a tool for us to use personally, like would that shift what you produce somewhat? Maybe. Yeah. Just a thought. I mean, you know, part of part of what has happened for me is that like <laughs> I when it's public, when I make it public, I bring something extra to it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel a sense of obligation or a duty to the world or whatever, <laughs> to right. posterity. Um, and so then and that and that forces me into, you know, I, I think it's good, but Anyway, I don't think I can do the planner planner. Yeah. Like you mean the PDF planner? Yeah. No, and I, even the other one, it's maybe too much. It's a lot. I don't think we need to do all that. No, 
Yeah. I think we've figured out the things that are the real heavy hitters. Yeah. Right. Like we don't need to track every quincunx or sex. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, and just also, I don't know for what it's worth. Should I say this out loud? Probably. Okay. <laughs> My guide also told me that, that he's kind of um, keeping a lid on my light right now on purpose. They're sort of keeping me hidden a little. Yeah. For a specific reason. And part of it is so that I can develop in some other areas that I really need to without being in a public, more mm -hmm. public scrutiny, maybe. Cool. Yeah. But that there's, the, it's all for something that is yet to be seen. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> um, but a mystery. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, if anything, like one thing, actually, I wanted to acknowledge your process that I felt like um, it, it was your Chiron process, yeah. which I relate to for myself because I have Chiron on the North Node. You have Chiron conjunct the Sun. Yeah. And they're both kind of top tier placements for Chiron. Um, but the thing, the thing I just, I just keep remembering that episode when you <laughs> just kind of like you, you let, it was be the, a couple of weeks before, um, you had your big breakthrough Yeah, or maybe the week before. Yep. And when you said, you know, maybe my purpose is to be a hot mess, you yeah. know, Maybe I'm feeling that again, actually. <laughs> I know I'm starting to embrace it. I was like, I was like so proud of you. And I, when you did that, but I just felt like I was a, a witness because I needed to not get in there with you. But I mean, you know, just for anyone who might have any like other idea about me, I feel like I'm always that way. And my life has been constantly like, just a mess, you know, gets a little better and then it gets messier. It's like, whatever. Well, I have never felt that way about you. Have you not? No. Oh my God. But like, look at, like, I never had a career. You've always had, you've always had this though. Okay. You've always had that. Okay. I always felt like it's different than the mess of, you know, what society might look at and deem a mess, which is like on paper, right? Yeah. My CV is a <laughs> freaking mess. But, you know, I've never felt that. And I also feel like this comes from my teacher, Devarshi, and his amazing Bhagavad Gita lecture. This like, you know, we, we make a mess. That's life. Yeah. We make a mess and then we clean it up and then we make another mess. We just keep doing that. And that's our life. That's our lives. And we make it mean all these things, you know, right. about us, about other people, about our, you know, 
whatever society's views it but that doesn't need to mean anything it just is what it is it's a mess and then you clean it up then you make another mess <laughs> it's the great inhale and the exhale of all of the yugas and the blah 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 you know right right and that is the process of cultivating non-judgmental compassionate self-awareness Right. Are you going to do that if you're never a mess? I know. It's true. Perfectionism. Perfection is boring. Yes. And it's actually, it's, this is something I learned in psychology school. Mm -hmm. Perfection is the enemy of the good. I love that. You know, and the, and it relates back to it's, it's seen most often in parenting, you know, parents who have perfectionist like pressure that they put on their kids they end up doing so much damage to their children. Yeah. And that, you know, as well as perfection that you try to apply on yourself is actually often at the root of a lot of really terrible mental illness or at least emotional. (laughs) What is it? Mental illness, emotional, anyway, depression, anxiety, emotional trauma, maybe. I don't know. I'm blanking on my categories all of a sudden. It happens. I studied. I know all this stuff. But anyway, like there's there's uh, psychosis and that kind of stuff. And then there's the you know like emotional distress that like causes. Yeah. You know it it does it's it's like psychiatric, so you could call it an illness, but it's not the same as being crazy. Right. Um. So, but yeah, that perfectionism really is a killer, man. It will get you every time. And I, even knowing that it's like, I still can't, it's so hard to get away from. Well, I know I've shared this on the podcast before, but I'll just share it again. And cause it makes me laugh. But when my therapist asked if I, th- if I thought I was a perfectionist, my first thought and response was, well, I'm there's no way I'm a perfectionist. I'm nowhere near perfect. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, I couldn't possibly be that. I am nowhere close to perfect. That is a meme. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, but I think I do need to be perfect. So, yes, I actually am. I'm working on it. <laughs> Ah, that's so funny yeah it's funny and it's it is a thing it's a it's true and it's it's it is at the root of so much pain and suffering yeah and tiktok and instagram will make you fall in that rabbit hole just looking at other people's lives and how they do it so much better and they are why isn't my life wonderful i know (laughs) but yeah Hmm. I I gotta get off of this thing I'm tired (laughs) so but yeah so I would that was just to 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 finish that not digression I think that's like a main point is that like whatever my purpose is that I'm like trying to figure out and that I think well maybe at the end of the Venus cycle I'll be ready to do it like maybe also it's never gonna like 
yeah look like anything that I think is like cool and the thing or whatever because you know I'm one of the things that I'm doing is working with Karen on my north node broken dreams how to deal with broken dreams you talk about broken dreams we have never really talked about mine on here one of these days we might (sighs) next time maybe next time yeah maybe that's what needs to be spoken in preparation for the october oh god that my heart is still really broken and i've never gotten over it yeah. It's time to cleanse the crystals. I did. I did. I already did. Okay. I did. I cleansed them. And then I thought, okay, for good measure, I'm going to put them, I'm going to put them on the earth in, in, in soil under the sky for as many months as I can. Cool. So they're out there. They've been out there since the new moon. Oh, good. Nice. Also, people, we do have a donate button on our website. Yeah. If you want to contribute. Yes, we need your money. If you want to contribute to our next fund is to get Larkin her very own awesome Sure SM7B microphone. Oh, yay. We can have two microphones when we're in person and then it will sound better. So we need to raise $400 for that. So it's on our website at littlemorefree.com. Maybe I'll don't. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works too. All right. <laughs> All right. Signing Alrighty. off from the Sugar Shine Shack commune. <laughs> and who knows what's going to happen by then? I'll tell you who. Nobody. <laughs> Amen to that. Mystery is always important.